Hi there and welcome along to another workout for you to row along to. I've snatched a moment outside. I was all set up in the studio, walked outside and saw this is what it's like and I'm like, nope, I'm doing it outside. Anyway, what we're doing today is going to be one of the harder sessions. This is going to be one of the proper kind of top intensity, but it's not going to sound like it. Because what we're going to do is three 12 minute intervals with three minutes rest in between. Now we're going to do the first eight minutes of each of those intervals at 20 strokes a minute and at 2k plus 18 pace. It's lovely a walk in the park, but then the last four minutes of those intervals we're going to suddenly ramp up to 28 strokes per minute and we're going to do it at 2k plus 5 pace, basically your 5k pace for those last four minutes. So what this is doing is it's exposing you to that real hard end of a workout on a 6k or a half hour or a 10k where it's starting to get really kind of tough but you need to hold your pace in order to get to the end. So as such this is part of the 10k plan. This is week two, session three. This is the toughest workout of the week. And you will see that this is going to pop up a few more times throughout the plan. But you don't have to be doing the 10k plan for this to be of benefit. Don't worry about it. It's still a fantastic standalone workout. All right. So let's get into our four minute warm up. And as always, we start off by setting up the machine. Now go to your drag factor first on the concept two. That's a lever on the side of the machine. Go to main menu, display drag factor and set it where you want it to be. If you're not in a concept two and you have like just a resistance setting, just set it so you get a good resistance from the machine but it doesn't really feel like you're having to heave against the stroke okay because that's important for your body next up if you can set your monitor to eye heights so you're not looking up not looking down and finally if you're able to adjust your foot straps get it to a point where you're able to kind of hinge forwards comfortably at the front of the machine with your shins pointing vertically all right usually that means that the strap covers the bottom the, the ball of your feet or the bottom lace of your shoe is what i was about to say Anyway, four minute warm up, we're just going to start at 18 strokes a minute and your power is really just going to be as though you're doing a bodyweight squat because we're going to start off by just working on our timing, okay? Here we go then in three, two, one. And by timing, what I mean is that feel between your feet pressing into the machine. Just remember this stroke, the power comes from the legs first. So you're pushing into the machine and what you want to do is get the timing right that as you push into the machine that's when you pick up the handle and by pick up the handle what I mean is the point when the handle connects to whatever it is that your machine is based on whether it's a flywheel like the Concept 2 or whether it's a magnet or a water wheel the point is you want your foot press to happen at exactly the same time the handle picks up the power generator whatever you have once you've got that timing sorted you can then start to think about adding more pressure in from your feet in order to increase your pace and if you have a 2k training pace we're looking around about 2k plus 20 by now and by 2k training pace, what I mean is you do a two kilometer time trial, divide the result by four, and that time is your average time to cover 500 meters. Hopefully your rowing machine has a display which shows you your current pace to cover 500 meters, and that is your 2k training pace. So if your 2k's Eight minutes, your average is two minutes. When I say two, K plus 20, you row at 220. 
Sorry, that was very quick because in one more stroke, we're going to put one foot on the floor, carry on rowing. If you want a less rushed description of 2K training pace, it's actually in the description to this video. Or on the podcast, if you're listening, it's in the description to the podcast. But hopefully you know about 2K training paces before starting this video. One more. Swap feet. Carry on rowing with the other leg in. And do really think about continuing that push from the leg that's in. The benefit of this part of the stroke is it helps you with the compression because you don't have two legs strapped in. But it also gives you a chance to really think about whether you've got any imbalances between one side to another that feels less comfortable. Okay, both feet in, legs straight, just roll with your back and arms. So swing over your back, pull in your arms, push out your arms, swing over your back. And this power generation and the hip swing is something that loads of people miss in their rowing stroke. So it's really important that you practice this idea of getting the flywheel moving without your legs, just using your back. Okay, opposite end of this, arms straight, roll to the front, press out your legs. Now here, you're continuing to work on the timing of your foot press and picking up the handle, but you're also making sure to hold these straight arms and the forward lean as you do it. So you don't need to press too hard with the legs. This is all just about timing and position. Two more. One more. And we're all done. So that's done for the warm-up. Keep moving up and down the rail, have a quick drink, and I'll explain one more time what today's session is. Okay then, so today's session is going to be 3 times 12 minutes with 3 minutes rest in between. And we're going to split up those 12 minute intervals as the first 8 minutes at 20 strokes a minute and 2k plus 18 pace. And then the next 4 minutes at 28 strokes a minute and 2k plus 5 pace, which is round about your 5k pace. Now as far as programming your monitor is concerned, well I'm doing this with ErgZone today and what I've done is I've programmed... Just right about your 5k pace. Now, as far as programming your monitor is concerned, well, today I'm doing it through ErgZone and I've set it into these individual chunks. So I've got an eight minute interval, zero rest, four minute interval, then three minutes rest, and then again, again. Downside to that is there may be a tiny delay between you and I for how we tick over for, through our intervals, but it shouldn't be too bad a delay and it all should be okay in the end. I'm hoping, fingers crossed, all right? So have one last drink. There you go, get yourself strapped in. And remember, we're starting off at a nice, beautiful, gentle 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 pace, all right? So here we go then in three, two, one, and we're off. This is quite a handy workout anyway, because it gives you that chance to work on your 20 strokes a minute technique and get it drilled in. But then you've got the added juice of the 28 strokes a minute sprint. You'll see I mix it up quite a lot like this, where I'll tend to bounce between 20 and 28 in a few of my sessions, because both of them have so much value. And really, 
these 20 strokes a minute are the bread and butter parts of your all your rowing foundation that will build your fitness give you a chance to work on your technique burn some calories and really grind in how you're meant to be rowing these sessions you grow to love kind of when I'm just thinking I don't know what to do today pretty much my default will always be to come back to a 30 minute at 20 strokes a minute because it's so valuable and you have to look at sessions like this and fall in love with them you want to see this and think oh man that's going to be fun mixing up the two rates and paces this is going to be hard work but the end result is going to be amazing you've got to love the tough stuff but to be honest you've got to love the easier stuff too oh getting to that point in the season when various plants are dropping their seeds so there's these strange little white seeds flying around they keep on blowing into my face okay so we're closing in on the first three minutes done here and let's just briefly mention technique in time for ticking over into the next stage which isn't going to happen for another five minutes but best to spend a little bit of time adjusting your technique if you need to so remember, like I was saying in the warm-up, your power generation comes from your legs. So as you come into the machine, you push with your legs. And that's where 60% of the power from your stroke comes. But obviously, just pushing with your legs isn't going to do anything so you need to make sure that that power gets into the handle and that you also use your arms and your back to add power rather than to fight against the power that's being generated from your legs which is really easy to do if you grab early on the handle then you're kind of diffusing no that's not the right word uh, working against let's say can't think of the right word that leg power you're not letting it flow through 
your body and into the machine. So as you push, you need to make sure that you have straight arms and your body is tilted over your hips in a forward lean or prefer tilt actually John come on say tilt and that way when you hold your arms straight and that forward tilt and you push your legs into the machine the power from your legs travels up through your body into your arms in a beautiful power conduit that's uninterrupted by an early arm pull or if your back was already pointing backwards suddenly that power all goes through your lower back and gets interrupted on its way to the machine so forward lean arm straight push got a good posture as well so this is why I say tilt over the hips rather than lean because a lean can make you think that you're doing this where you're just leaning by caving your back it's not the point you want to be up on those cheeky sit bones with a powerful posture and a braced core as you push out the front and that also comes into play with how far forward you slide remember I said when we were setting up the machine about your shins pointing to vertical well that's why that's the gauge of how far forwards you should slide on the seat and then you push and ideally you roll in and instantly push back you don't want to pause at the front okay six more strokes and then we're gonna do our first rise get ready for this 28 strokes a minute 2k plus 5 pace one more alrighty here we go really feel that extra force that you need to push into the machine in order to increase your stroke rate okay so you want a faster drive phase which comes from 
more of a push from the legs and then by getting the handle away from you again nice and quick but in the same rhythm you brought it in at that will start a quicker recovery ready for the next stroke so stroke rate comes from both ends and you should notice that the extra push that you have to do for the drive in order to get your stroke rate up should pretty much oh, got tanked by a bee that push should result in your pace increase so remember I'm talking here about legs being the controlling factor when it comes to both stroke rate and power in fact the only part where you should be concentrating on arms is your recovery where you want it to be nice and smooth get the handle away at the same speed you finished that one minute ago over your knees which then triggers your rock back over your hips and once your hands are past your knees and you're in that forward tilt that's when you finally bend your knees to effortlessly slide to the front of the machine 10 seconds to go come on one more stroke right the three minutes rest so don't worry if your heart rate is up Make sure and have a drink. Maybe rock up and down the rail a little bit while you're having a drink. For rests this long, it does bring up the question of 
should you do some light rowing I know some people do like it just to do once they feel recovered just pick up the handle and do just some light strokes keep the muscles working personally I'm more of a dead stop kind of guy I prefer just to rock up and down like this Whee! I feel any light rowing is taking away especially in a session like this where we have a low rate effort to start anyway then any light rowing is just taking away energy that I need for the main session but you do what you wish there's always the option that with kind of 20 seconds to go you pick up the handle start the flywheel moving especially if you're a little bit worried about your back and that first stroke of an interval that first kind of one where you're getting the flywheel started from a dead stop um, if you have any lower back issues if you can if you can protect yourself against that first stroke then it's a good idea too I mean obviously the very first stroke of the very first interval in a session is from a stop flywheel so you have to be a bit careful with that but as you get into intervals like I say with 20 seconds to go you can just do some light very easy rowing to get the flywheel moving so that then you hit the ground running on that first stroke it's your choice that does kind of mess up coming back and comparing intervals slightly because you'll be starting this from a moving flywheel whereas the first one you weren't starting from a moving flywheel but I think a lot of these sessions as far as I'm concerned the post analysis isn't what it's about it's actually about stroke to stroke seeing what's on the monitor in front of you and being content and happy that for most of the interval you have seen your 2k plus 18 or your 2k plus 5 I don't I often sorry I don't often come back and look at my stroke data I maybe look at my heart rate data but not my stroke rate okay 15 seconds to go maybe wiggle your backside make sure you're not sitting on the same sit bones across the same part of your glutes we're going in seven seconds time remember it's 20 strokes a minute 2k plus 18 again in four three two one go so back to one stroke every three seconds and just think about what I was sorry lost the ability to speak there I just went think about the body positions and sequencing that I've talked about so far so arm straight forward tilt shins to vertical up on your sit bones and then push the machine away and try to reduce any pause as you come into the front I really notice a difference between when I'm being lazy and pausing or when I shoot straight boom trying to reduce the amount of time I'm holding at the front if you do pause at the front and you just can't get round it then as you come in 
just think about keeping the tension here because as you come forwards your legs kind of coil up compress like a spring and what they want to do is uncoil which results in this butt scoot because that springiness sends your backside scooting backwards so if you are pausing at the front really do think about holding that tension that compression before you push back with the legs that said it's much better to recover a little bit slower into the front and turn it around with hardly any pause if only from looking at it you spend longer recovering that's literally longer recovering every stroke versus trying to hold that compression at the front which tires your muscles and there will be like a tenth of a second where you're likely to be holding your breath whilst you hold that compression whilst I'm sorry am I a Victorian person on the train whilst I sit on this train we shall travel somewhere <laughs> that was more like Terence and Philip there's another <laughs> pop culture reference from the 90s although South Park does, is still going but it's not quite the global dominance it had in the 90s so you'll probably by now have worked out the value of this session certainly through the four minutes at the end of the last interval you should have gone all right so what we're doing is we're turning a 6k or a 30 minute or a 10k into a little microcosm row three times so if you look at a 30 minute row it's like we're doing the first 25 minutes at cruising pace and then the last five minutes we're ramping it up or in a 10k the first 8k at cruising pace and then the last two getting faster now ideally if I was trying to make it feel like them it would be a gradual increase 
but that gradual increase is what you get from the 40-minute push pace workout that we've already done in week one and we are likely to do again I concentrate on that timing as more to me than you about turn it around it's a big thing I'm trying to get right is removing that pause at the front so it makes such a difference in my split times I mean I'm now going too fast because I'm getting the timing right so it shows just how much wasted energy I'm putting in to roll with that pause and manage 2k plus 18 if I just reduce that pause I wouldn't have to put in quite as much muscle power in order to hit my pace and after all we think a lot of the sessions we do are power for extended periods of time anything that can help that is a real bonus okay nine strokes to go then we're going to boost up to 28 strokes a minute and 2k plus 5 again remember your legs control this alright 3 2 1 and we're off so remember all the position things are still the same forward lean straight arms up in your sit bones shins vertical and then try not to pause at the front and notice how slight blips in your stroke rate can result in a second here or there pace difference come on keep finding myself missing that connection at the front I don't think I'm getting my arms away and forward tilt position quite right which means 
I'm still leaning in as I address the front of the machine and that is also causing my butt to scoot backwards all right halfway there come on make sure to get the power from your legs hold those straight arms and your forward tilt in order to get that power through and then top it off with your back and arms don't waste your back and arms by using them too soon as you push with the legs ideally you should feel your backside go just a little bit lighter on the seat not so much that you're taking off but just enough to know the power from your legs is making you hang off the handle okay 20 seconds to go keep strong not long to go here we go three two one well done one more to go take a moment to catch your breath if you need to there's other things to do with this workout you can go longer so like nine minutes and six minutes you can obviously go faster and you can do more intervals you can do more intervals of the same or reduce the time and do more intervals but then you have to shorten the rest but don't worry if you're doing the 10k plan you'll see subtle changes to this workout as we move on remember the first week is really about getting you going second week we start to just add in a little bit more duration on the longer rows a little bit more intensity but if you weigh this session up with the 40 push pace they should overall feel around about the same so remember the 40 push pace you started off really slow and it was only really maybe the last 12 minutes 14 minutes where you really start to push whereas this one you kind of you hit that hill three times in a row 
you know what I'm saying. I don't need a waffle. <laughs> Have a drink. Oh, I'm really hoping that we continue with the sun in this. Someone obviously thinks it's sunny enough to get the lawnmower, right? So, which frankly I need to do. We had like three or four weeks of blistering sun and because of it, the grass hardly grew. And then we had a couple of days of <laughs> soaking wet rain. And then the grass went, oh yeah, water, <laughs> and grew again. So I need to get the old lawnmower out, do the dad job. Not saying that women can't mow lawns. It's just it's historically in my house is what I do. Mostly because I get to skate the kids. No, I get to stick on my headphones, walk up and down the lawn for half an hour, listen to music or a podcast or something. Think about what I'm having for dinner that night. It's a Tuesday today. No spag ball. I think it's going to be a nice veggie-based dinner tonight, I think. Not moving mind up yet. All right, 10 seconds to go. Make sure I'm wiggling your backside, get comfortable. Come back to 20 strokes a minute, 2K plus 18 in five, four, three, two, one, go. Oh. Just realized I forgot my sunglasses. So you're having to put up with me squinting. Although I'm in socks today, so you're not having to put up with my feet. So hey, sun's in roundabouts. I do enjoy rowing in socks and bare feet. And just in case you wondered, there's two reasons behind it. First one is I feel I get a better connection with the foot plate because I can feel it through my feet better than if I was in a pair of Converse All-Stars or something but also it means I don't have to take like a special pair of rowing shoes that I feel I row best in if I'm going to the gym or if I'm going to races and trust me, if you're trying to pack light, then not needing to take a pair of gym trainers or specific rowing shoes saves a lot of weight. Plus, if you look for the video of Josh Dunkley Smith breaking the 2k world record on a rowing machine you'll see he does it in bare feet so even if that's the closest I can get to being like him it's fine by me and actually Apart from the first, say, five or six sessions where the foot strap did 
dig in a bit and my heels did feel a little bit uncomfortable after say about total of about three hours worth of rowing that all went away although I do find that my left pinky toe does get a wee blister on it if I'm in bare feet which shows that I'm as much as I say not to I'm pulling very slightly on the foot strap still because remember the point especially at these low rates is that you don't need to stop yourself at the back of the stroke by yanking on the foot strap you should get your legs down feet still connected and then finish with your back and arms and you shouldn't have to flick your feet up that's all if you've got good sequencing and a powerful posture at the back of the machine your core soaks up that last bit of inevitable inertia of your arms coming in to a finish so if you can avoid tugging on the foot straps that's really where you get a fantastic core workout from rowing but here but the other thing is that you really don't want to be tugging yourself forwards with the foot straps remember I said handle away rock that's how you move back up the rail to the front of the machine not by tugging on the foot straps and the main reason for that is posture if you tug your knees pop up your hips roll backwards your tailbone tucks underneath you and you're then nowhere near powerfully set up for the next stroke you suddenly have to go oh, hey, oh, this weird lumpy move to get in the right position and got to say most of the people who tug themselves forwards with the foot straps don't even bother trying to get themselves in the right position they kind of tend up like this leaning back the whole time and like we said this is bad 
from a power point of view but it's even worse from an injury point of view because you're suddenly putting all of the force from your legs through your lower back instead of up through your body in the posterior chain and then into your arms right just under 50 seconds to go on this final 8 minute chunk remember look forward to this 4 minutes coming up embrace it if you want to try and go faster than 2k plus 5 maybe start off 2k plus 5 but then increase by 2 seconds every minute if you want to test okay two more strokes here we go 28s 2k plus 5 remember really get that power out from your legs not only to make sure you are increasing your stroke rate but also to make sure you're hitting the pace you shouldn't need to really drop off your pace as much as this is a tough the top workout of the week we're not at maximum leave you on the floor intensity yet because right now we're still just building your ability to row 10k we're not really thinking performance yet and for some of you just being able to row 10k will be the main reason you even started this plan so this is why it's still in a build-up phase and why I've given you the option to sprint home if you wish One forty-five to go keep on pushing with the legs get those hands away into position before you get to the front 
that inertia, momentum of the hands away and forward tilt should really help with the stroke rate. Okay, one minute, 28 strokes to go. Count them down if you wish, but carry on exploding out of the front. Get the timing right. Arms straight, braced, core up on your sit bones. Finish strong. Come on, 20 seconds. Push with the legs, push the machine away. See the blue fireball brighten as you push. Two more, one more. That's a good workout. Looking forward to coming back and doing that in a slightly different format because this feeling is what you need to train into yourself of working hard, being pushed, but holding on in order to get to the end. The thought may have occurred to you that you couldn't get to the end, but hopefully, because it was only four minutes and you knew you had three minutes rest the first two times around, you were okay to carry on pushing because that's what you're gonna feel at round about the seven or eight K point in a 10 K or a half hour. Half hour would be around about six or seven if you're going hard. That's when it starts to be like, oh, I'm having to hold on here. So that's why I say you have to love a session like that because it really does define how you respond to the tough stuff. Like I say, you gotta love the tough stuff. Okay, two minute cooldown. It's quite important this one. 18 strokes a minute, around right about 2K plus 30 pace. So if you're looking at an effort out of 10, probably about five out of 10, okay? Four or five out of 10. In three, two, one, go. And use this cooldown to reset your stroke. There's a good chance that you fell apart stroke-wise at the end of that, as fatigue set in, or as you were reaching to try and go faster. Maybe you started really lunging into the front and then yanking out, which is okay for the last 100 meters or so of a race on a rowing machine, but it's certainly not good in a boat. <laughs> and it's also not how you want your lasting memory of how to row. So use this cooldown to slow everything down, 
work on the timing again push and connect at the same time push connect and then turn it around don't hold a pause at the front just instantly turn it around and then think about holding that forward lean and your arms straight turn it around the danger is as you turn it around you'll find a lot of people turn it around <laughs> will just go turn it around look to the sky so you have to keep that one o'clock forward lean or 11 o'clock as you're looking at me today in my outside position with my shaggy grass but not shaggy hair I'm still hang on that's me at the end of my two minutes take this time to stretch continue cooling down if you wish but stretch or pack up or whatever just make sure you slide into neutral don't just stop and go somewhere else finish watching the video is all I'm saying <laughs> yeah started through the whole nothing being open thing obviously well I say obviously but if you've seen enough of my videos you've seen when I was cutting my hair and I shaved a stripe into the top of my head bizarrely I've carried on cutting my own hair <laughs> would have thought I'd learn but it's not too bad is it I think I get it a bit too long on top and it's a bit too short at the sides comparatively but it'll do anyway enough about me how's your hair I'm going to do the Mr Rogers thing and just listen to you for a while while you tell me what your hair's like why is that right well I hope you're happy with your hair <laughs> oh, I did like that for the Tom Hanks film the Mr Rogers one be kind be kind be kind if there's ever, ever a I think I'm a hippie at heart really I think between how I feel about just being kind and giving stuff away, knowledge and whatever. Like, look at this, look at the roll-along thing. I don't charge for this. I've got hundreds of workouts up here, not charged for one of them. Because why should I? I'm just sharing my knowledge with you folks. I'm, listen, I'm, I'm not going to get into it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> uh, why do I do it then? I do it because it's, it helps me recover because I've still got this weird collarbone muscle injury. There is an altruism side to it where I just want to help people and I guess there's a profile thing where I just I kind of like the fact that I've got over 6,000 subscribers and stuff like that and I think oh over 6,000 people have decided to hit subscribe what I'm looking forward to to be honest is, the, is when everything opens up again and we go back into live races I'm kind of this part of me that's really looking forward to going to a live race and seeing if anybody recognizes me <laughs> I know that's really narcissistic but it'd just be really interesting if someone comes up and says are you the roll-on guy like not one of my friends obviously hopefully my friends will still recognize me even with the silly haircuts but I mean, like, some complete random just comes up and says, hey, you John the Roland guy. And I'll go, oh, no, 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 that's not me. I'm Shane. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not topless. I can't be Shane. Anyway, I think that's probably a good point for me to stop, don't you? Yeah, okay. Thank you so much for doing this one. If you're doing it as part of the 10K plan, I do hope that you enjoyed it. See, there's another one of them. The little white things floating around. Um, hope you enjoyed it. If you just did it as a standalone, I hope you really enjoyed it too. Um, let me know how you got on. Did you sprint at the end, all that stuff? Leave me a comment on this, the YouTube channel. Make sure and click like, click subscribe, click the little bell icon, and that's how you then find out when I've uploaded more. Um, yeah, and just kind of get in touch and say hello, because I like to hear from everyone. And I do reply eventually to every single comment I get. Um, just right now work gets in the way so I'm tending to kind of do them all at the end of the week so sorry about that I'm going to go you alright? do you mind if I go? cool okay 
you have a good day, I'll see you in the next session. Do take care of yourself, be well, stay safe, bye-bye.